and this is the podcast, Go Be Great. There's no such thing as TMI here, so let's chat, meet amazing humans, and have conversations about life, confidence, and more without the filter. Come hang weekly as I shed light on the topics we often feel we need to hide as we celebrate the ebbs and flows of learning what being great really looks like. Buckle up, buttercups, and let's go be great together. This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hello, hello. Welcome back, fam. How is your beautiful ass doing? Um, We are in full-blown holiday season. Let me tell you what. The way that my immune system is set up, it knows. It knows. Like, hey, you just felt that Thanksgiving break. You got a little teaser alert for what winter break that, the winter break that is on deck, right? So it's like, my body starts to be like, you got this, but it's trying to hold on. And this is like clockwork, 11 years running. And I start to feel like a bag of dicks approaching winter break, but it's okay. We're moving through it. I'm taking care of myself the best I can. And we're just letting Jesus take all of the wheels as we navigate this. But I hope everybody had a lovely Thanksgiving. And if you didn't spend time with loved ones, I hope you spent time just reflecting on you know, some gratitude and greatness for your powerful ass because it's not necessarily all about the, like, garnishes and finishings and all of, like, the stuff that you see on social media. Sometimes it is really just being thankful for where you are in life and what you're doing, and that's all that matters. So um, I also wanted to touch on the fact that Black Friday is not what it used to be. I've seen it multiple places, so I know it's not just me that's thinking it, but let me tell you what. I miss the elbow dropping days where like you got this crazy discount on these like big ticket items that you otherwise would not have been able to get. Now, I'm not saying gift giving is all about how big your purchase is, but like be for real. I don't know if that sound is going to reflect properly in in the microphone, but I'm keeping it in. Um, But like I feel like our Black Friday deals are regular life deals before inflation and 20% I'm not gonna go and hit purchase or hit confirm cart on a 20 percenter I'm also not gonna do it for a buy one get one 50 percent off I want buy one get one free buy one get one free life at least a 40 percent off oh I know there's avenues and domino effects to all of this but was just not impressed cyber monday over black friday any day all day I, I will die on that hill. Deals for Cyber Monday, exquisite. Exquisite. I got so many Christmas gifts for such a great deal on Cyber Monday that, you know, I'm just going to forever say it. I'm also really hyped up on on cold meds right now. So if I sound like I'm a little off, I haven't hit the devil's lettuce or anything crazy. I'm just, it's Mucinex. Mucinex in a dream. Dayquil in a dream. Uh, cold meds really mess with me. I think my students were like, are you good today? I'm like, I'm, I'm not great, but could be worse so let's keep it together friends um so also some things I'm watching on TV let lessons in chemistry I know that it was a book it is on Apple TV if I I did not read the book but if you have or you haven't please run and go watch the show lessons in chemistry on Apple TV none of people are talking about it my friend Katie and I were just saying this the other day um she's like I really think you're the only person I know that's watching it it is so good it deserves all the awards all the recognition Brie Larson what a dream I've always loved her but like she really she took a different type of role I think in this show and she is shining and I think that it needs to be 
talked about more. We're not talking about it enough. Also, if you're into cult shit like I am, I am obsessed with cults. I am fascinated by them. I think that the psych behind that, all of the cult life, I think it, I just, it will forever blow my mind. So if you too are into cult shit, Escaping Twin Flames on Netflix. It is a four-part docu-series, super easy watch, but fascinating. And I cannot believe it's still, it's still going on. There's, I don't want to give any any spoilers. I don't know if that was a spoiler, but I'm sorry if it was. But it is fascinating. Go watch it. Escaping Twin Flames on Netflix. Those are my two recs for the week. Now let's dive into it. I gave a little preview. Oh, no. What am I talking about? The utmost gratitude and appreciation for everyone who has shown support for the Gobi Great Guided Journal. I am blown away by how many of you added to cart so far. If you haven't yet, just plug in Gobi Great Guided Journal on Amazon and it will come up for you, Prime Delivery. Um, I am just completely in awe and so grateful and appreciative of this community, um, especially in the in this year. <laughs> 2023 has been a lot of internal and self-growth. And with that comes a lot of t- tough decisions and tough things you have to do to practice what you preach and honor yourself. And I am just really grateful that all through those transitions and changes and um, you know, the dips and the ebbs and flows of it all, that this community is just the best. So I really appreciate you all in my corner of the internet, just showing the love. And I hope that you love it. I hope that you get to have conversations with yourself that you haven't had before, or maybe feel safe enough to be vulnerable enough with yourself to have those those harder conversations, which is like the goal of the journal. It's not necessarily easy, but it at least gives you the framework to do that type of work or at least start um and I can't wait to hear what you think and there will be more to come because it was so much fun to make and now that I got my feet wet I know I can just I know I can I can make them different and better each time so thank you so much and I needed to highlight that I know I said it on my stories but not everyone catches those in 24 hours you know what I'm saying so I wanted to make sure that I was highlighting that here in this episode So I gave a preview last week of what I wanted to chat about this week. Um, Shout out to Jamie, part of our little boo thangs. Uh, She was talking to me in my DMs about that she was struggling with this and wanted to get my perspective on it from like, you know, an outside source in some ways. So I had a lot of feelings about it. I really wanted to sit with it and and think about this. So I'm going to read part of her message. I won't read everything. Don't worry, I'm going to paraphrase. So she says, hey, I would love to hear your brain mechanics on this. How do you separate you from your work, your worth from your worth at work? Would love to hear your strategies or ways to process this to not go insane. Um, That's really hard. And if you are in, I think, any career, but especially one where you feel like there's a lot of micromanaging or um, you you burn out (laughs) a lot. I think we all are. I laugh when I say that because I think that our generation in general is just so burnt out that it's really hard to separate work you and you you. And I don't think you really need to too much. Now, don't, no, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. We are very multifaceted humans. So it's hard to put a, I would say for me personally, it's impossible for me to put a hard line in between who I am and who I am at work because so much of what I do is part of who I am. So I think that, you know, 
for the most part, yes, I like to leave work at work. And that took a lot of practice because especially in the teacher world, I think that this is probably a truth for a lot of different career paths, but I can only speak from my own lived experience here. So speaking from a teacher's perspective, I I felt a lot of shame and guilt for not getting everything done or feeling like I couldn't just close the door and leave things there, especially when you're dealing with and working with other humans and their lives are so much a part of your life. And if you have any empathy at all, I think that this probably plays a huge role in your career because if you care about people and you work with people, then how can you not feel like you're carrying some of that, right? So... There's a lot of different ways to talk about this, but for one, I don't, I don't separate. I don't close the door. I'll close the door on the to-do list, but I don't close the door all the way on the emotional side of things. A, therapy. B, brain dumping in my journal. And I also have learned to communicate differently with the people in my life outside of work. So, so for example, I think at work, I hope for everyone that they have those people that they can just vent to and feel safe enough that just just get it and you don't have to do much explaining because I think that that's so important for our self-care and mental health in the workspace. But as far as people in your personal life or that you live with that maybe doesn't understand fully what your day-to-day looks like or maybe where your stressors are rooted, I think that communication is very key. So it might sound like, hey, and I've done this with friends on voice notes, parents, family, like if if you just, and now I do it with Matt a lot. (laughs) Luckily he works with, um, uh, people with autism. So he, he gets a lot of, of what I'm saying. So, but just starting off the conversation with, Hey, do you have the capacity? Can I just vent for a second and explain something to you and why today was tough? Today was tough because blank or like, Hey, I just want to let this out because I want you to understand where I'm coming home from. Like I am coming to this conversation, I am coming through this door with this and I'm having trouble shaking it off. And can I just let it out for a second? And if that's like a no, you know, I really I also don't have the mental capacity to hear it right now. Then, you know, that you can get outside, go for a walk, journal, rage clean, <laughs> listen to good music, have a good shower cry. I will forever say that showering has become such an important way of letting things go. And I know it sounds wild. I think I might have said it before. I don't know where it was that I said it. But when I've had a really hard day, I come home and shower it off. If I feel like I really have trouble shaking off my my teacher hat and my role and what I have to do there, um, that I will shower it off. Or if I feel like, oh, I'm still in teacher mode and I can't, like, this thing happened and I feel really guilty about it or I feel like I fucked up and... Now I feel like people are talking about me or that my worth, I didn't do what I needed to do. So now people are going to think that I'm not good enough. Like any of those thoughts, I will go in the shower and let it rinse off me. And as the water is is rinsing off of me and flowing over me, I will release all of that mentally through breath work, through music, through mantras, um, internal dialogue, all the things. And I know that that sounds a little woo-woo-y coming out of the gates, but try it. Try it a few times. I would say give it a handful. Five times, try it. And you're going to feel super cringy the first time you do it because it's uncomfortable. Just like the first time you try anything, you feel uncomfortable. But it is really, it's a great way to release it. And 
sometimes you don't want to come home with the burden and you just want to handle it yourself. You don't want to dump it on your partner or your loved ones. And that's okay too. She'd be like, you know what? Today was a tough day. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to go and shower it off. Or I'm really struggling with my insecurities at work right now because I feel like I'm not doing enough or I feel like I'm not, I'm just struggling with it. So I need to go take some time to myself and like work through that. Whatever that looks like for you. I don't want this to sound too vague because I, this experience is so personal for everyone, but I don't, I don't believe fully in a hard stop of I'm just not going to talk about my work life with my loved ones because I think that there's such a beautiful connection that can be made and an opportunity for vulnerable conversation and conversation that can lead to understanding, listening to understand and not to just respond, knowing that like, hey, I don't need a response from you. I'm not looking for you to fix this right now. I just want to let this out because it's what I'm currently working through and you're important to me. So I want you to see where I'm coming from. Like that way the other person's not taking anything personal too. Like if you're coming home and you're feeling some type of way and you're not talking about what it is that's making you feel this way, you don't want them thinking like, damn, what the fuck did I do? You know, I think it's important to communicate those things still, not necessarily do a hard stop and leave everything at work. Because we are dimensional human beings. Both of these things can be true at the same time. I can... Like, I've really fucked up today at work and I'm feeling really insecure about it and I feel really bad because maybe it affected other people too. That can be true. Okay, it's okay to feel that. It's also not taking away anything, any worth of yours or enoughness of you both in your work role and you as a human being. You know, you're not an awful person. This is where that difference between shame and guilt come in because shame says... I'm a horrible person and I fucked up and I'm not good enough here. So my worth, I'm not worthy in my role here at work because of this. Whereas, which can easily translate to I'm not worthy as a human. Whereas like guilt can step in and kind of save the day. So shifting that mindset of I'm not a horrible person because I did this. I'm a human and I messed up and I'll be more conscientious of it next time. And I am also doing great in all these other areas of life. There are so many different avenues to us as humans that one pillar doesn't knock down another just because one feels like it's cracked a bit. One thing we're really good at doing as humans is objectifying ourselves and assessing our self-worth based on the terms of something else, on the terms of how much work you're doing or these little check boxes in society or what we look like or how much money we have or how many hours a day we spend working, which I think it was a big thing that I needed to get through like my first like three years, I think, of teaching. I really had to learn the hard way that you bringing stuff home and working until midnight or grading until midnight is no one cares, (laughs) first off. That does not make you holier than now or a better teacher or worth more in your as in your role if you are overextending yourself tremendously, right? But one thing we do a lot as humans is we reduce our own humanity when we put our worth on these singular characteristics, such as how much we get paid or what ranking we have if you're in the corporate world like what what tier of this corporate ladder are you on that you're trying to climb or how many people like you at work or or trust you to do things and especially in this world of social media where social media in a lot of ways encourages us to objectify ourselves or, or assess ourselves more than we typically would in our everyday life so when we're scrolling on people's pages and 
their identities look very much like their job. Like you could, you look at these influencers online and you think you know them, but ultimately it's their job to show up the way that they're showing up, right? So for example, how many people have you met that says like, oh, you know what? I am my job. Or they talk about their loved ones and they're like, they are their work. What's their, what's the relationship with themselves look like? And what does their relationship with their loved ones look like? Because when you are over-identifying in one asset or facet of your life, you are ignoring a bunch of other things that make you you. I think that when we hear things like, oh, I am my job, when someone claims that, they think that they are empowering themselves because I, you know, you're saying it as a way of making yourself sound elite. Like, hold on, that, that might have sounded weird. Hold on, let me, let me correct. Let me, let me explain. You are all encompassing, right? You're putting all of your worth and your enoughness into your job. You are forgetting the fact that you can ditch your job. You can change jobs over and over and over again. You can pivot in your career path seven times, right? That's something that can change. You can't, you can't leave you. You can't ditch you. So when you are really struggling with identifying that, I, I hope that you come back to that truth, that you can change jobs all you want. Those are things that are, that are fleeting in a lot of ways. And it's only part of you. It's not all of you. So when you're struggling with your worth, like, okay, maybe this part of me is something that I need to kind of dive into when I have the capacity to do so and when I'm in the environment to actually make that change. Because a lot of times we leave work and think that we can change something that happened that day or that we can change things right now that are going to change the beliefs of others or put you in a, in a position of power in some way or that other people are going to look up to you in, in a leadership role in some way. And ultimately, once you once the, once the business closes, once the doors close and you get in your car and drive home, that that is no longer anything you can change. Besides how you assess the situation and then how you take action to approach it. So until you step into those doors again, you can't change anything and you can only have control over your controllables. I've said a few times on here that, you know, I, I'm hearing all the teacher shortages and people are leaving work and um, that I'm not ready to give up my identity as Mr. Chico yet. And I don't know if that will ever happen, but it's not all of me. That's part of me. Yes, I am Mr. Chico, but I am also Becca. And that trend on TikTok, I love. I think it can be put into place for any type of workforce that, yes, I am this, but I am also this. I am Mr. Chico in X, Y, and Z. And that's why it's so weird to see like work people outside of work sometimes because you're like, oh, wow. Like you forget other people have lives outside of work and you are included in that. You too have a wonderful, beautiful life and capabilities and power outside of work that has nothing to do with the role that you play in your career. Maybe you fucked up at work. Maybe there's a, a I don't even know the language of anything corporate <laughs> besides teaching. So like, yeah, one of your lessons went haywire or you forgot to file paperwork or follow up or schedule a meeting or you missed a meeting because you forgot that it happened. So you dropped your dick all over it. Like it, it didn't go well, right? That can be true and that can feel bad. However, that doesn't negate the fact that you are still a wonderful person, a great friend, a supportive partner, and able to go after whatever else you want in life and do the things that are still lighting you up outside of the office. Now, how do you do that? I think that that looks different for everyone, but I would start with putting some space between it. And if that looks like a whole like, 
You know, I really want to practice not dumping every single day I come home from work and really trying to turn off what I need to or mentally compartmentalizing where I need to be putting my energy once I leave the office, then that's fine. But don't feel like you need to completely like unzip your skin and be a completely different person when you leave the office and leave that person there. Because I don't think that that's realistic in the grand scheme of things. Or if it is, I think I don't see it happening successfully in the long term. Space in some way does provide perspective, whether that's space in your relationships or space in how you are approaching life. I think taking some time for you and blocking out the noise does do good. So if you blocking out your work noise at the end of the day is what you need to do, then so be it. And like, you know what? Some days you're just done. You're exhausted. You're at capacity with talking about it. There's nothing you can do about it. So we need to just pivot. Cool. Some days it's like, hey, I'm carrying this home with me. I'm really having trouble shaking this off. Can I just dump this real quick? (laughs) And then go and handle what you need to handle. Because putting that worth or trying to transfer that worth of work into feeling validated or worthy in your other relationships, that's not their job. That's not the job of your partners or your loved ones to then try and breathe that worth back into you. You need to find that within yourself because that external validation factor can play a very tricky role here. I think it's a very normal human thing to want to stand out in some way or um, work harder than others or be better at your job and be looked up to by others. I don't think that that's a bad thing by any means, but many successful people are going to say that they would rather be special than be happy. And what is success going to look like for you? Is that success for you that you are seen as special instead of happy or is successful that you are happy and maybe you're not first pick on the leadership board for the things that you want to do at work, or maybe you don't you know, strive for that next role and break your back trying to do it by being a yes person for everybody else, regardless, whatever your career that would look like for you. Having friends outside of your workplace is also super important, just as important as it is to have friends in your workplace. It's equally as important to have friends that will remove you from that that place, that mental environment, that physical environment where you can go and let loose in another area of your life that you enjoy. And you can learn to love other facets of your life so much more when you are able to detach a little bit and give some space because you're not your job. So when you can take your focus off that reflection and redirect it into having the courage to like do other things in your life, you'll be able to live a fuller, truer life when you're when you are not so focused on, well, if I didn't do this at work, then I'm shit. And I'm going to I'm not I'm going to punish myself in every other area of my life because this is where I need to thrive. And if I'm not thriving at work, I'm not going to be able to thrive or feel enough anywhere else in my life. That's not going to be the perspective that's going to lead you to happiness and to live a big, full life that you deserve to live. Especially when we live in this hustle culture. And I know that this is like a very overphrased used, uh, overused phrase. Whoa, overused phrase. But when we are in a society and culture where working harder will link to enoughness or will link to success, it's human nature to want to be doing those things. So it's an act of rebellion in my eyes to be able to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take the path of boundaries and self-reflection and assess in other areas of my life so that I can find a proper balance. If you don't do an assessment, just like a car, right? You take in your car for an inspection and it sees what needs to be tweaked in all the areas of the car so that it works best and it runs best. 
what does that look like for you? Is your check engine light on? Why is your check engine light on? Then you go through all of your things. I think that it's so important to self-assess. And when you can put it in the mind frame of, yes, the car, you know, we're taking it in for an inspection and the light's blinking. Why is it blinking? Figuring that part out. The whole car is not trash. We're not going to just take it and get a new car. Like, oh, I'm done with this. The check engine light's on. The whole thing's garbage. Well, no, we just need to kind of visit what part of that needs to be tweaked and worked on. Put some WD-40 on that bitch. (laughs) So put some WD-40 on your ass and figure it out, you know? Um, I know that's way easier said than done, but it just, I, I use that comparison because it's not your whole self that's wrong when you're feeling like you are failing or really struggling in your work life. You are not struggling as a whole human. I will say, just on a lighter note, sometimes I will completely turn off my classroom lights at the end of the day once all the kids are dismissed and just give the big old double middle fingers to my classroom. And I know that that sounds that sounds ridiculous, but it's like, you know what? Fuck this day. I'm leaving this here. I'm closing my classroom door and I can go be great in other areas of my life. I can't wait to go home, hug my loved ones, cuddle my dog and have a nice home cooked meal. I'm going to watch my Bravo. I can find joy in those moments. I can find joy in the way that I move my body, happiness in the ways that I, I didn't, maybe I didn't love how I was Mr. Chico that day, but I can still love how I'm going to be Becca at the end of the day. And I'm going to check back in with her because, you know, sometimes life gets really hard and it's very, easy to feel like you are circling the drain or drowning in that worth and happiness and linking your career with your happiness because you spend so much time there. So it's a part of life and it's hard not to make that your whole life. So I hope that this encourages you to just kind of check in with yourself. Where can you make the change and what is that going to look like? And try things because sometimes it's it's it can work and sometimes it can't. Sometimes like, okay, if I just do these three things at home and I'm going to bring just these four papers home and grade them and I'll feel better about the fact that my lesson completely flopped today or, you know, whatever that language or that comparison would look like in your career. But that didn't work for me. If it doesn't get done in the eight hours that I'm at work, eight and a half hours that I'm there, it'll be there tomorrow. The to-do list, I think, in all of our lives at this point will always be there and just realizing what's okay to put on the shelf for the next day and finding grace in that for yourself will help you kind of leave it there. And you know what? This was really hard today and I can put it down and this is how I can put it down and realizing what that looks like for you because you deserve to live a full life and a full life does not mean that you are your work. Yes, the work that you do is hopefully something that you are very passionate about And that is part of you, but two things can be true at the same time. You can have all, 10 things can be true at the same time. And when you can really shift your mindset and focus around those truths all existing at the same time, you're able to find grace. And that's what we all deserve for ourselves is to find grace. So I hope that this was helpful. Maybe it was the little shakeup that you needed, the little head shake that you needed. And um, especially this time of year, you know, this time of year is is tough. We feel like we need to work harder so we can earn the money, so we can get the gifts, so we can do the things. And ugh, Your presence really is a present. And the time that you spend with your people in all areas of your life are is time that you can't get back. So being present and being your whole self in all those times are really important. So give ourselves a little bit more grace in that department. And you're doing great, even when it doesn't feel like you are. 
If you're not doing great in one area, I promise you you're doing great in another. So go easy on yourself. I would love to hear your input on this. Um, And if you have like differing opinions, I really want to hear it in the DMs. So please feel free to slide into my DMs. I also have an email. I keep forgetting to drop it. Go be great at gmail.com or go be great pod. Sorry, at gmail.com. Feel free to email me, DM me. What are you thinking on all this? Let me know about that. You can even journal on it. There's actually pages in here that might help you in this journal. Prompts that might guide you into unpacking what what this could look like. So I just do one last little plug there. You know how I do. Go easy on yourself, you beautiful ass bitch. Shake your ass. Go be great. <laughs>